Hi, welcome to our Projections podcast mini-sode. Mary and I are working hard to research, plan and record the next series of episodes right now, but we don't want you to forget us, so we're releasing these weekly mini-sodes where we watch new releases or films that we missed for the first time, then record our thoughts, opinions and often tangential conversations afterwards. Thank you for listening to us and remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, rate and review us and generally show us you care. Bye! I'm looking at my yeah. notes and they were not good. They just say, <laughs> lovely to see Gina McKee again. And what's this voice? When are they going to fuck? How is she going to get out of that dress and hunger? <laughs> I can't remember what I was referring Those to. Those are some pretty good notes, yeah. I would say. They're like a little poem. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know really what very many of these things refer to because it was about three weeks ago that we saw this film. <laughs> they could be chapters for the various parts. You yes. Know? Exactly. Yeah, title mm. chapters. Yeah, also I've got Pussy Ramstein written at the top of this page. Oh, yeah. Is that your recommendations? Yes, yeah. that's me. That's my, <laughs> that's my influence. Um, so we went to see Phantom Thread. Yes, we did. Um, we saw it on 70mm yeah. oh, at so the sumptuous. Picture House Central. Mm. It was very lovely. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of it? I loved it. I did too. Yeah, I really loved it. I thought, you know... it. Apart from the fact that it was obviously being nominated for things and mm-hmm. it was in the kind of award circuit and all of that. I do find it hard watching films around this time of year. Yes, I know. There's too much you find out too much about them or they're marketed yeah. to be they're marketed to just be Oscars films. Yeah. Which is definitely something I want to come back to in our discussion yeah. of the next film that we're gonna talk about yes. that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain campaigns and stuff kind of pushing opinion in certain directions and exactly. stuff. And but I so going into it actually, because I had seen that it was receiving nominations, I went in very skeptical, mm-hmm. kind of prepared to sort of judge it in a negative way. But actually, I was so uh, blown away mm-hmm. because it's so in my view, it's so rare these days to have a true cinematic experience where you're completely absorbed into that world. And it's an homage to the way cinema used to be, the use of music and the cinematography and all of that costume. It was all so sublime. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, what made this film so different for me is that Phantom Thread ticks all those sort of grand boxes. But it's also so weird. It's It's, so weird. It's so weird. I keep coming back to it with this, like, feeling of disgust. (laughs) I hate the way she calls him the hungry boy. Oh, yeah. It's like they're so gross. As a couple, they're so <laughs> gross. Like they're both gross. He's his horrible little voice oh, yeah. and her like infantilizing behavior. I don't like it at all, but I still really liked the film. I know. It's, but it's yeah, I liked compelling. how gross it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of just that contrast of mm-hmm. how sort of conventionally beautiful it was. It was, and you are led to believe it's going to be a, you know, one of those... Epic romance, Exactly, you know? a yeah. Hollywood romance, and it's yeah. not no, at all. not at all. It's so awkward and creepy, mm-hmm. and there's so many moments that feel um, like, I don't know, banal, mm-hmm. but also so loaded yeah it's it's a very interesting way the way he, he depicted that um and uh i mean i know that this director um is it paul thomas anderson mm-hmm. he he's worked with daniel de lewis before mm-hmm. so obviously there's that kind of relationship uh to, as creators together collaborators um 
<clears throat> so I felt I felt that I, that came across for me like the comfort, you know, that, that there was a certain degree of trust in the performances that they were in safe hands, mm -hmm. and there was this kind of in a way they could just uh, really cut, you know, kind of let themselves loose and delivered these very unique performances. What did you think of the chemistry? Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> one because I think that mm. we talked about this as soon as we came out. Yeah. It's very hard to go to, it's been very hard, especially in the last few months, to go to a film without certain lenses on. Yes, um, Particularly when it comes to representation of, of women course. or the characterization of women. Yeah. And I've been going back and forth on this film, yeah. actually, because I enjoyed it watching. Yeah. Um, I started to have doubts about it a little while later. Yeah. And then I suddenly started to like it again. Sure. After. And we promise not to do spoilers. Yeah. Now anymore. Yeah. Um, so I can't, we can't talk about how the film mm. ends. But I did, for a while I was... For a couple of weeks after, I was frustrated by her lack of mm. interests or autonomy. Just, autonomy, yeah. But on the other hand, it's it was a different time. Women yeah. had less autonomy. Yeah, you know, it's not like she could have just gone out and got you know got a. I don't know. She could have been in a waitress again, but you know, it's not yeah. as if she could have really gone out and had adventures without the help of a man. Exactly. Um, and then also, I think that I. I was actually mm. listening to a podcast about that sort of included some uh, torture porn conversations, yeah. Yeah. and I was thinking about you know, without tr giving too much away, I was thinking about you know how much you see a female body in pain or being mm. uh, yeah. being uh, done harm to, yeah. and I was thinking, oh, I'd just love to see a film where the opposite occurs, and then I realised I did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. exactly, um, I think that's that's a good representation. I mean, it's not a good representation, but no. it, that's a, the representation I want. There was me. some kind of justice. There was a lot of justice. She know? really seemed she balanced the scales. Oh, totally, absolutely, every yeah. time. You yeah. know, and yeah. Oh, you're such. That's such a good observation about it because, and for a lot of the film, you feel like you're just being shown this uh, very. I guess, skewed relationship where one person holds all the power. Mm -hmm. So there's this, you know, there's the story of this uh, very gifted, uh, I guess, high fashion dressmaker, uh, very sought after, um, at, you know, by affluent customers, etc., etc. And he, you can see he's a real artist. I mean, he has, that's his whole life. Mm -hmm. He's an obsessive um, and he's, he's very detail oriented. He's a bit of a tyrant. Um, so he, ha you know, he's very, he's kind of a visionary, and then, then suddenly there's this dynamic with this new girlfriend, etc. There's a there's an age difference, mm -hmm. and then all for so long you think all the power is stacked in his favor, and then uh, it's it's really kind of surprising the way that shift occurs, and you just realize it's actually quite Freudian. Mm -hmm. It's very sort of like the you know the this 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 uh, uh, very capable, successful, powerful man. Uh, beneath the facade of that, beneath that projected persona, there's this vulnerability that mm -hmm. he's so fragile. He doesn't want to let anyone see that. And there's only one way <laughs> that vulnerability <laughs> can come out. And she finds that exact method mm -hmm. and technique. And and then when he realizes what's happened. They just repeat that same, you yeah. know, that same dynamic again. So, 
it just makes you realize actually that it really I, I felt in the end ultimately that it really was a critique mm -hmm. on uh, these types of men who uh, are really drunk on their own perceived power um, and that really all it takes <laughs> all they really want is like a mummy. Yo, yeah, definitely. And he talks about his mummy all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, something I didn't write down but really stuck in my head. There's a lot of nipples in this film. <laughs> For the time that it's set. It's so true. My yes. goodness. And that bit where he's, you know. Mummy's breast yeah, milk. Yeah, mummy's breast milk. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But there's this bit where he, you know, he envisions her, you know, standing oh, yeah. in her wedding yeah. dress. Her wedding dress is see-through. For the time, yeah, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? it you know, and then uh, Vicky Krebs nipples galore, just yeah. all over the film. Yeah, load of nipples. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, then the, there's like hunger is a big theme in that film. Hunger, yeah, like Everyone, an oral fixation. There is a huge amount of oral fixation. All he, I mean, he has an incredible appetite, yes. and he's so thin. I don't know where it all goes. He's obviously Rosen, burning it off. Anxiety. It's anxiety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just. He has a voracious appetite, uh, and there's certain, you know, there's a certain etiquette mm -hmm. as well that that, um, um, that that the girlfriend is instructed to follow it in the breakfast morning ritual mm -hmm. by the sister, you know, his sister. She's quite protective in a way. She's quite like a mother figure to him yeah, sometimes. She, she's the, the great enabler. Yeah, she totally is. Yeah. She's sort of the she's <laughs> the other side of there's sort of these two sides of of strong femininity yeah. there is the sort of there is she's the Cheryl Sandberg of the film <laughs> you know she's the she's yeah. the I'm very strong and powerful because but I have but I have I fit into this masculine system yeah of she's leaning in she's leaning in <laughs> Vicky Krebs, Krebs mm. is leaning out yeah she's kind of finding these other sub subversive me measures like gorilla i would call it oh yeah, yeah that's such a good way of putting it <laughs> yeah totally anti-establishment anti-establishment but she definitely. gets what she wants counterculture counter yeah, yeah direct action she's the, the counterculture of the uh, of sexual politics it's so true and you know it's it's interesting it, you know i don't know if how much of course you know Directors don't always mean to put all of these things into their films. No, but there is a lot to be said here for what for you to rethink what power yeah. status, what power really is. Yeah. You know, because he has, you know, he's <laughs> he it has fame. Yeah, he is admired. He's wealth wealthy. He owns things, mm. and it's you know, and there is another way, mm. which is something that. I think women still struggle with. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, there are women who own things and have the fame. Of course, yeah. But, you know, but there, and there are men who don't own anything, who don't have any fame. Yeah. It's not really a gender thing. No, particularly. no. There are other ways of being powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's she just has the wherewithal to zero in on that kind of the sensitive nerve mm -hmm. that she can just, in some ways, uh, command his attention as an equal. As an equal, you yeah. know, so and and in a way, it's interesting because because I think that's kind of a recipe for soulmates when uh, you get to be challenged by someone, but they have your best interest in, at heart. But through that challenge, they really hurt you. Mm -hmm. But even as simultaneously, they're still they're also there for you, kind of every step of the way. You're not on your own. They're still there and they know you're struggling, but they also know that there's a certain painful process that has to happen. 
and uh, ideally you get you you have that with someone who really loves you. Um, ideally, ideally, <laughs> it doesn't always happen. Before we started recording, we were discussing polyamory. It was. <laughs> Um, why yeah. do you think films about fashion are always about these things, about these power dynamics and about, mm. um, well, I mean, about death in a yeah. really loose way. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I've always categorised them, fashion and death films. Yeah. And I don't, it's, having worked in the fashion industry mm. and also studied film, I'm really interested in the way that film looks at fashion. Yeah. And I... I don't, I mean, I have theories of it, but why do you think? Oh, I, I mean, I just think that, um, particularly when we're talking about high fashion, mm-hmm. so influential fashion, um, I think the closeness with, with uh, power and status is an obvious one because it's people who can afford, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, these luxuries. Um, but the fact that fashion comes in and out of favor and you know, the whole thing with fashionable clothes is that your status symbol increases when you're seen to be wearing the very latest items Mm -hmm. or the kind of sanctioned items as opposed to something that was so last year or something so last decade. That, to me, brings with it um, whatever the the kind of in vogue or fashionable dimension to to, to, um, how we look at clothes. Um, it, it's it comes in almost readily baked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, this aspect of life and death. It has a very limited life, you know, shelf life, mm-hmm. and um, death is is right there. You know, it's kind of death is right there alongside life, and so your the fashion um, event or the fashion experience is some kind of uh, confrontation with life and death at the same time, and you just realise how transient it is. That's completely true. That's interesting. And that's why it's so sexy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why people like Tom Ford uh, are natural um, kind of people who would then turn to cinema, because... Well, those two... I mean, I talk about Zizek all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've, I absolutely worship his ideas on cinema. Yeah. Um, cinema teaches you... How to design. Exactly. And fashion is the model of desire, successful desire, yeah. is fashion. You know, in that you can't, it will die if you get, if you reach it. You have to be constantly chasing. Exactly. And death is always just one step behind you. Yeah. It's, oh, oh it's yeah, so exactly. And that's why films like uh, The Neon Demon mm-hmm. uh, and Personal Shopper. Oh, Personal Shopper. Even like just, have you seen the documentary uh, September issue? Yes, that's such a great documentary. It is a really good documentary. There are a few yeah. really good ones. Um, yeah, and then oh, there's older films like The Eyes of Laura Mars. Oh yeah, that? I love The Eyes of Laura mm-hmm. Mars. That's Faye Dunaway, right? Yeah, yeah, great. And film. another one that she's in, which is a model called Puzzle of a Downfall Child. Ooh, I don't know that one. I haven't seen it, but I know that's another <gasps> one. Where, and then there's just so many. In fact, I think this might be our next series, possibly. Yes. Because we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, definitely. And I was very excited to see The Phantom Thread come and be another film. Yeah, and it kind of validates these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting uh, because I think that the way that our culture relates to death mm-hmm. is so dysfunctional 
So if you say, like, I mean, I read tarot cards. Have I ever read your tarot cards? No. If you're open, I'm do willing it, to. Do it, we'll do it. We'll make it a, a Patreon episode. You yeah, can read them. You can that sounds them good. Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be great. And um, whenever I've read people's tarot cards, whenever the death card shows up in their reading, they really panic. And this is without almost exception. People just have this innate response. And I think it's more taught by society, our society specifically, life is so fetishized, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, death is always seen as like this ultimate thing that you have to at all costs avoid. And through that avoidance, uh, obviously, we long to survive. But it doesn't mean that as we're alive, we can't still theoretically engage with the concept. And yet this is absent, you know, mm-hmm. in our society. And, um, and I actually really appreciate uh, high, high fashion and the way that it's um, in, a, in a sense, presents us with imagery that reminds us of uh, these ideas that they have become taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this, um, I, I may have showed you, actually, the, that, that weird, um, it was a segment, this, this news segment, I think, from the BBC, where someone was campaigning to get rid of death-like images in, in fashion magazines and stuff. Oh, I, yeah, that was so ridiculous. It was. Well, because it didn't even... <laughs> That is something that I've noticed that happens. A bit based. It, it was, it happens in things like you know America's Next Top Model as well, where they'll have a, a fashion shoot in okay. inverted commas, and it yeah. will be all sort of. I remember there was one where all the models had to be dead or or okay. like or something like that. That's not. It's not very. It's not good. No one in fashion would think those are good images, and no. all of those images that woman showed were not really fashion images. No, they it was, They were just like horrible A level photography. They were bad content. They were very bad. They were like that. Um, <laughs> the opening credits of Ginger Snap. It was so true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not high art, you mm. know, and but in a way that whole campaign is interesting to me because it's not. Um, it's just weird. It's a, it places a strange fascination on, you know, let's all just be happy and, you know, pursue anything to do with life and positivity and the children. And it's yeah, like, boring. yeah, um, <laughs> anti intellectual. Going back to the Phantom Thread, um, yeah. that is maybe what I find so interesting about that couple that they yeah. embody these two hundreds of different types of death in a way. Yeah. You know, and one is yeah. a death of, um, exhaustion and never being able to stop and being trapped and another is it's uh, like a liberation is, yeah actually. and then the other yeah. one is a much more liberating death yeah. uh, death of ceasing to yeah. to have to be that person yeah for a little while yeah which i really enjoyed i know mm. yeah you're so right and it kind of creates these uh dynamics in the film where you really see um the, the interplay of where they're each coming from mm-hmm. and then actually that you can see what they have in common and why there's a strong attraction, actually, because fundamentally on that other sort of, um, I guess, um, unconscious level, um, they, 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 they've had this kind of meeting of the minds. They, mm. they, there's something there that keeps them bound together. And, that, and, and, they, and, and it manifests itself in that, in that relationship. And I have to say, when it first emerged, what was going on, uh, my reaction was of shock. I was shocked. I was like, "What? What is going on here?" You know, like it's it's a really interesting little moment reveal. You know, um, but and but then it works. You can see. You can totally understand why it's in the script. And I, 
it all, I also predicted, I said to a friend of mine, I'm so happy that it was nominated as Best Picture, but it, would nev- it was never going to win an Oscar. It was way too weird yeah. for them. Um, <laughs> it's way too weird. But I, I just, you know, <laughs> Oscar winners, are they, are they ever interesting 10 years later? Exactly. Who ever remembers? Exactly. There's news fest Best Pictures. I mean, The King's Speech. Yes. That's, that's a terrible it film. It's a terrible film. Oh. And yet, you know, it had a certain hysteria around it at the time, which was totally manufactured by the producers and the, the company that was distributing the film. Um, and on that note, on should that we note, move to Lady Bird? <laughs> from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> oh, bye. Bye.